This is Trimming the Musical Fad. Welcome to our special seven-episode mini-series focusing on the 1980 singles and albums from U2. And here's your hosts, Stephen and Paul Nicholson. So welcome to the seventh and final episode of our special U2 side series. I'm Stephen Nicholson and I'm delighted to be joined again one final time by my guest, Ross Braidwood. And over the previous six shows, we have critiqued all of U2's singles and albums. And today we confirm our final ranking on the albums and choose the songs that will make our under 50 minute single vinyl TTMF U2 80s singles collection. And that was really easy to say. So Ross, how are you? Okay, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, so, so. Good, good, good. Thank you. So we've we've made it to the the end. How have you found it? Pouring over U2's eighties output over the last six months or so. I think it's probably as interesting to hear your sort of view, particularly the <laughs> albums you never really heard of before. So you knew yeah. obviously Joshua Tree, but yeah, some of the other ones. So it's always good to get a an, a a view of coming out fairly fresh and new. And the yeah. songs that you liked and the song, try to understand the songs you would like. So I, it's probably been, that's as much an interest, but obviously it's always good to kind of go back and, and listen to the, to the to the albums again. I, I kind of do anyway, every so often, I'll go through a wee binge of going through all the YouTube albums or go through the albums of a year and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, all, always good to go back and yeah, and just under, understand even the 80s, the different period that they had, you know, the early stuff to their kind of mid and then yep. obviously, yeah, Towards the end, so it's been. Uh, I think for me, it's, it's been good because it was a it was a hole in my musical knowledge, and that I've obviously heard all of you two's albums from that tongue baby forward, and and the only other one I'd heard from the eighties was was uh, Joshua Tree, so it was just really good to kind of fill in those gaps and see. Um, in some cases, what what um, I was missing and, and liking. Uh, so what's been the kind of biggest surprise or revelation to you on revisiting this 80s material? The lack of singles on albums. I was really mm. surprised. I, never really, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've got a book there that, that, it's, that, that gives you, it tells you the, the story behind the songs. So I've had it. And at the end, at the back, it's got the, the singleography, whatever you want to call it, the singles. But never really registered when you kind of looked at it, only when you went through with yourself to say, right, doing some prep, these are the singles. You're like, there's only yeah. two. So I was really surprised back then, but maybe that was more common back then, but for a, for a band, you two, in terms of their ambition and stuff like that, two, two was quite surprising. And there's probably, there's loads of songs that could have been singles that probably should have been singles. So that was probably the biggest kind of surprise, really, um, yeah. for me. Uh, personally, and maybe non SL was picking the strongest songs. Maybe, maybe more. Than maybe, maybe they were ideal for singles, but non SL the strongest songs on, on the album. But yeah, that yeah. was probably the thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Cool. Well, for me, uh, the, by far and away, the biggest surprise has been "Boy," the uh, the debut album from 1980. I was just totally expecting to really, really not like it. You know. <laughs> And uh, I know that sounds really bizarre, you know, for a band you like, but I just know from that kind of time period in the sound, it really, I just really wasn't expecting it to be my cup of tea. So I'm just really surprised at how much 
I enjoyed the whole album um, and, and just really enjoyed. Obviously, a lot of very much, uh, they're still very raw. They're very green. There's a lot of its youthful exuberance, but just really good tunes and slightly, obviously, slightly punky new wave as well. So, yeah, really good. And, of course, I, I put my money where my mouth is as well and ended up buying the, the record shop day white vinyl. Um, so, yeah, so if, if, of all of this, I think for me, both, especially Boy and War, that's two albums which I really, really liked. And I'm, I'm glad I now uh, obviously bought, bought both of them on vinyl and would, would definitely be playing them again in the future. So, yeah, happy days. Yeah, it's quite an energy, isn't it? The, the first album, uh, and obviously yep. producer as well. Steve Buller knew what he was doing as well, right. but yeah, it's got an energy that some debuts have. Look at guitar right. bands, you know, some some really good debuts, and it is it's it's not polished. It's more a um, aye, just a just a, a band are starting finding a way. But yeah, yeah, uh, glad glad you enjoyed it. It's, it's one of my favourites as well. Yeah, no, such a pleasant surprise. Let's maybe stay with the, the albums and we'll, we'll, it's probably the easier task which is maybe just to rank the the, the, the albums from our least favorite to our favorite mm-hmm. in order of preference obviously and uh, before and being the guest i'll let you go first but i'll maybe just uh for those listening and watching um list what those albums are so i had boy from 1980 october from 1981 War from 1983, Unforgettable Fire from 1984, Joshua Tree in 1987, and Rattle and Hum in 1988. So, Ross, from your least favourite to your favourite, how mm. would you rank those right. six albums? Number six would be October. Now, I gave it a bit of kicking, actually, when we did that last time. <laughs> actually, wrongly. I think it's just uh, when comparing to their first six albums. Um, that it's a bit patchy. It's not the only patchy album they've got they've done these, um, but uh, it's a bit patchy. But where it's good, it's very good. So yep. things like Gloria, Fire, Tomorrow, October, for me, I thought Brown mm-hmm. So maybe give it maybe maybe, maybe uh, uh, it's it's better than I initially gave it credit when we done done the podcast last time. So, but yeah, definitely probably my least favorite. Um. That's six. Number five would be Rattle and Hum. Um, and actually, what was good actually just chatting with you about it the last time, you actually realised that, you know, it's a half-recorded album, a half-live album. Uh, it, it works, but it's probably not enough strong studio recordings. So it, it could easily have been probably the bottom of the pile, but where it's good, it's very good. You know, it's, just, it's a bit like October. So there, that would be five. Um for that, yeah, just a, a lack of the studio music being as strong as maybe in the live versions of the songs in that one. That would be five. Sorry, that would be six. So is there seven albums there? Seven albums? There's six, six albums. Six albums. So that's uh, number five. Number four. Uh, let me watch this. Because I've never really done any prep for this. Um, that would be, I think I would go with Unforgettable Fire. Now, Again, Un- Unforgettable Fire as a, a brilliant album because t- definitely, particularly the sound, the difference from moving from war into that, completely different sound, different producer, obviously, and some amazing songs on it. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe a couple of fillers, but yeah, a- a- an excellent album. 
So that would be number four. Number three would be um Boy, because it's got that it's got the energy, um, it's got some amazing songs in it. Ah, it's just got an energy, it's like it shows that post-punk vibe going on. Amazing start to the album where uh, I will follow. Um perfect. And yeah, so that would be, and you know, that's a debut as well. You know, I suppose that's that's the other thing as well. I mean, they were what maybe 17, 18 year old when they made that. So yeah, amazing, uh, quite I quite advanced maybe compared to maybe some other debuts of maybe had three bands. Um, so that'd be three. Number two would be War. So my favourite in their early period. I think there's two songs on them particularly great, now, but other than that, it's it's a excellent album. Um. So aye, that's always aye, it's always been my number two, I think, in the eighties. Um favorite albums. And then the number one is um Joshua Tree, which is my favorite album of all time. So yeah, that'll have to be number one. But yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty close to be fair. But yeah, Joshua Tree will be the complete album. Okay, well what's interesting, we actually didn't share with each other what our rankings were going to be and in fact you never knew you were going to be asked that until two <laughs> minutes ago um, and what's quite amusing about it is we pretty much agree um, the only exception mm-hmm. is on uh, the second and third places so yeah I had October in sixth place Rattle and Hum fifth Unforgettable Fire fourth um, but in third I would have War um, and in second place Boy and Joshua Treat number one so pretty much, yeah, pretty much we're in agreement there, which is quite interesting when we compare somebody who's obviously listened and lived with these albums for quite some time yourself and for me, who's just listening to them for the first time. So that's quite uh, quite interesting. Aye. It's very much similar. It probably tells you, though, the, the, the three albums that we went, kind of top three in different orders, that they're probably the yeah. strongest albums. You know, of their yeah. like their 80s career, so yeah, and I think probably a lot of the others would probably agree. I mean, maybe I'm forget what fan might have got in through other other fans, but yeah, I, I think that'd be pretty consistent. The three, the top three. I think well, so. we'll ask David, David so. Mellon, see what he says. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. A resident U2 hater and friend, David. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not getting an appearance on this uh, this episode, so <laughs> yes, we're we're safe. We're safe for us. So the albums that was pretty easy. Um, now the hard part really which is agreeing on the singles that make under 50 minute compilation albums so maybe first let's go through the songs that we both agreed on so in advance Ross and I shared our track listings what we would pick to go on the album and there were so I think um, in total there were 21 songs we could have picked from and there were seven songs that we agreed upon, five songs that neither of us picked, and there's nine songs that are still up for selection. So let me just share what the seven songs are that have definitely already got their place. And they are Sunday Bloody Sunday from uh, War, New Year's Day from War, Pride from The Unforgettable Fire. You have the title track too, The Unforgettable Fire, both from 1984. And then we have two tracks from the Joshua Tree, which is With or Without You and Where the Streets Have No Name. So that's 1987. And the final track is All I Want From You from 1988 and uh, from Rattle and Hum. And that brings our running time up to 36 minutes, which means we've got around about 14 minutes still 
still to play with. And before I reveal the songs that are not getting on, um, any surprises in there for you, Ross, so far? Don't think so. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think they are, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty damn strong uh, songs, isn't it? For, for an album. Yeah, very popular tunes and fandom um, as yeah, well. There, pop, yeah, yeah, popular, yeah, yeah, great tunes. Yeah. Okay, the songs that did not get any nominations were "Another Day" from uh, from Boy, isn't it? No, I don't. Uh, no, oh, it's from the uh, EP prior no, to that, wasn't it? I, yeah, yeah. Uh, a day without me, which was boy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fire from October, forty mm-hmm. from War, and One Tree Hill from the Joshua Tree. So, uh, are you disappointed any of them? Didn't I take think the cut, forty. I, I don't see necessarily forty as a single, and I think it wasn't yeah. a single. It was a single in America or something. Like that. Um, so I've never seen no, it. As it was a Germany, single. wasn't it? Aye, so it was Germany. So basically, it's a, it's a brunch, so I love it. So it's, it's actually yeah, one of the ones that's very short as well, but I, I never kind of seen it as a single. So that's yeah. why I didn't quite kind of accept it as a, as a single. Hence why it wasn't in. Yeah, good. Uh, wait, what, Album closer. Fire, Fire, Fire's a good song, but I, um, but not as strong as the, the others that we've got in. So yeah, yeah. One Tree Hill to me is an album track. I, I know it wasn't an internationally mm. released yeah. single. It was uh, only released in certain countries, but yeah, it doesn't sound like a single to me. Yeah, good tune though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good tune. Yeah. Okay, so. We'll move on to the debate section of the show to pick the final tracks. And those tracks are 11 O'Clock TikTok, which you pick Ross, from Boy, I Will Follow, from Boy, again picked by yourself, Gloria from October, which you picked, Two Hearts Beat as One from War, that was War, picked yeah. by you. Uh, I picked, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, from uh, Joshua Tree. In God's Country from the same album, Desire and Angel of Harlem and When Love Comes to Town from Rattle and Hum. So they were all picked by me. So yes, in the interest of fairness, I think what we should do is pick two of our selections um, and, okay. and we'll just we'll call it quits there. So yeah, being the guest, Ross, I'll let you go first. So from the, the fortunes you've got there, which mm-hmm. are you going to go with? Which so we've got, so we've got was it 11, 11 o'clock TikTok? I, yep, will, follow, I will follow Gloria. Gloria two hearts beat is one. Two hearts beat is one. I, ooh, it's a toughie. <laughs> it's a real mm-hmm. toughie. Um, I, I, I think that the, the love I have from the earlier period. Uh, this is hard. Um, I will follow has to be. Has to be anyway because again it's a first song for the first album and that yep. opening the guitar line. So yeah, I, I will follow. And it's it's been a favourite end for years in the in the life. And so that would have to be there. Um, I think eleven o'clock TikTok. I probably prefer the live. I love the song. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, over Gloria. Mm, this is hard. This is really really hard. Um, eleven o'clock. Uh, just I'm just <laughs> um, which one did you go for? I would go eleven o'clock TikTok purely because it's 
Uh, it's, it's just one of my favourite songs. I mean, I suppose the, the, the live versions are probably just taken up a notch, but it's always yeah. been an underrated song as well because not a lot of people have heard of, heard of it. Um, and uh, I didn't realise it was a single. That was another revelation. Okay. I didn't realise it was a single. I always thought it was a B-side for some reason because it appeared on special edition of October, I think. So that's what maybe what threw me. And uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, never never knew it was a single. So yeah, I, I think I'll go with that. I, I think okay. shame on Glo Glora because Glora's a great tune. Um, but yeah, let's let's go with the eleven o'clock TikTok. Well, Ross, what wonderful selections. <laughs> Those would have been the two that I would have picked from your four there. So oh, right, that good. makes me so very happy. Uh, so I have what um, five juice from, and I've got uh, two slots. And the first one is very obvious because it's probably my favourite U2 song, which is I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Um, and obviously it's one of their most well-known songs. It was the number one single in the US. And yeah, I love it. It's one of my favourite songs. So that's got, uh, got a spot on there. And the second choice is a bit harder and, and probably maybe purely on preference i would have went with in god's country i love that song absolutely love that song but because again it wasn't a, a widely released single it was only released in certain countries i thought to be fair we'll go with another song i think is great which is and was a big hit number one in britain uh, the band's first number one in britain mm. and that's desire mm. and quite a short song as well but that's a great tune and it's always one that gets your foot tapping so yes, uh, I thought I would go with Desire, but as you know, I think Angel of Harlem and When Love Comes to Town are both really great as well. Uh, but yes, so I'm going to go, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and Desire. Um, and I think that then means we've got representation from all the albums bar wow. October. October, yeah. That would be the only one. No yeah. bad thing, Russ. Well, I was, uh, and that's partly when I was going through, when I was going through the list, I was trying to make sure that I had at least one song off, off each, yeah. each album, or I, 11 o'clock TikTok was just a single, so it wasn't an album, but um, I just tried to spread that out, and that's what I was thinking. So it was either going to be Glory or 11 o'clock TikTok, but yeah. Um, but it's hard, it's, it's hard, because you think about it, even if it's just two singles, a, a, an album, Still quite difficult to get fifty minutes worth of music on there, you know. So it's um, the quality, I think. Not everybody necessarily agree, but the quality of the of the music output yeah. in the eighties was uh, still my favourite part, favourite era of their their uh, career. Well, Ross, through the power of editing, we are going to find out the final runtime of our compilation within one second. Here we sure. go. Bang, we're, and we've done it, Ross. So, our final track listing is as follows. Um, so we have Sunday Bloody Sunday, New Year's Day, Pride, Unforgettable Fire, With or Without You, Where the Streets Have No Name, All I Want Is You, 11 O'Clock TikTok, I Will Follow, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, and Desire, which means we have 11 songs in our compilation, and it clocks in just a little bit over um, at 51 minutes. How does that compilation sound to you, Ross? Yeah, just stick on now. I should be quite happy just to kick <laughs> back when I'm here. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. 
Nah, it would be quite good to actually go chronological order, so the actual yeah. when they were released, and actually just go through it. You know, and that's it. That, that's the beauty of Spotify, and you can just do these things. You know, you can just go on and make your own playlist, uh, or do doing your own laptop, I suppose, if you've got music. That's, that's a great idea, Ross. What a wonderful idea! If if somebody were to go to Spotify and actually take those eleven tracks, put them in a playlist, and have the songs in chronological release order and then share that with people to just go and listen to whoever wants to listen to it. Wouldn't that be a wonderful idea? That would be perfect. I wonder if you could do that. Well, good job that we've done it, Ross. So (laughs) we'll share the link to our compilation album in the the show notes. So if you want to have a listen, you can do so via uh, Spotify. So yeah, check, check that out. Yeah, Ross, we made it. We made oh, it. Everest. Hallelujah. Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. I very much appreciate you joining me for doing these over the last six months. Uh, you've been able to add a lot of context and, and factual information to, <laughs> to the pods and stuff that I didn't know. So, nah, not useless. So, it's good to hear that stuff. So, no, that's good. Very good. Good opportunity. That. Should we do the 90s stuff at some point in the future? I I was thinking in my mind about that. I think, yeah, I mean, YouTube, but maybe let's have a wee break. <laughs> oh, God, we need a break, yeah. Yeah, definitely we'll a break. Up in in, uh, two, uh, two years' time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. <laughs> and I think another, probably another good one would be to, to come back at a later date and do album tracks. Mm-hmm. In the 80s. I mean, the 90s is a bit different because there's only three albums, I think. Yeah. yeah. You take in, yeah, you've got the, the passenger stuff. Passengers, but, yeah. Uh, but the 80s, back, you know, in terms of, so tracks you didn't make on as a single, you know, so uh, yeah. there's, there's some, I think, some gold in that, so yeah. There is. So we've got some, some good stuff still, still to mine at some point in the future, that's for sure. Anyway, so thanks to you all for. Uh, listening if it's just this episode thank you if you've been listening to any of the others over the last half year then thank you for for doing that and again we'd love to hear what you think about the compilation album we've curated about the albums about the singles you know please get in touch you'll find the contact details to be able to do that whether it's by email um for our tiktok channel facebook youtube whatever it might be um all the details are in our uh, show notes and if you want to show your appreciation for what we've put together for you to, to enjoy for you to listen to you can choose to buy buy us a coffee um, and you'll find the buy me a coffee link again in the, the show notes and if you choose to do that thank you very much in advance so lots of good stuff coming up from us so Remember to subscribe, to to follow the podcast and see what is coming out over the the next little while, including including a very special episode for episode 100. And uh, Ross might not know this yet, but he will be one of the guests on that. (laughs) In fact, he will be the only guest on that one because that 100th episode is going to be recorded over a five-day period. Ah, ah, right, okay. Ah. Ah, and it's going you. to be recorded in different locations. 
So that's something we've never done before yeah. and we're doing it to celebrate 100 episodes. And so, yes, that will be getting recorded in May and we will be looking, I think, to get that out by by the end of May 2023. So, yeah, stay tuned for that one. Really looking forward to, uh, uh, to, to recording that one. So it should be good fun. But until then, keep trimming. Trimming Musical Fat Podcast is a Stephen and Paul Nicholson production. Contact us via voicemail by going to anchor.fm forward slash TTMF forward slash message or tweet us at, at Musical Trimming or email us at trimmingthemusicfat at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group or visiting our website www.trimmingthemusicalfat.com. 